Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. My name is Dave Deal. This is the podcast for the side cash hustler. If you want insights, real life experience from people just like you on how they started creating side income, you are in the right place. Documented experiences of people creating a few hundred dollars to extra tens of thousands of dollars a month. Make sure to subscribe and review. This means more than you know. Also, feel free to check us out at selfreliantwealth.com. Before we jump into the episode, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. Hello and welcome to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal and I am your host. Today, this is like a blast from the past. One of my very good friends that I have not talked to in a very, very long time. We were trying to figure out how long it's been. It's probably been about 10 years. And this is someone that uh, I had the opportunity and the privilege to get to know when I was living up in Toronto, Canada. And uh, man, just to watch this man's progression in life, in business, in his ability to take ultra running to a whole new level absolutely blows my mind. I mean, I've known a lot of fascinating and successful people in my life, but this guy and his story is absolutely incredible. I'm so grateful for the opportunity we have to have him on the episode today. And I really believe that there is so much that can be gained here on not only just the sheer grit and mindset and determination of being able to overcome obstacles and challenges, but really being able to just take your life to a whole new level from what you're going to be able to learn from this episode. So without further ado, Mr. Mike McKnight, how the heck are you, man? I'm good, David. How are you doing? So good, man. So good. So dude, tell me a little bit about you, man. It's been forever. Let's, uh, let's just catch everybody up to speed here on what you've been up to over the, the past decade or so and, and just hear a little bit about your story. Yeah, perfect. Um, so I, as you said, I'm Mike McKnight. I'm living in Smithville, Utah with my wife, Sarah. And we just had a son uh, almost a couple of years ago. His name's Killian. Um, and he's just a bundle of joy, as any of you parents would understand. <laughs> um, so between work and uh, running and being with them, my days are pretty full and couldn't have it any other way. I, I love my family very much. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, ever since me and you saw each other a few years ago, I've, I've been living here. I got my bachelor's degree at Utah State. Um, ever since I graduated from Utah State in 2016, I've been working in marketing for a footwear company called Ultra. Um, and, you know, I think it's safe to say that ever since I started running, that that kind of directed me into my career today. Um, I don't think that if I, if I didn't start running a few years ago, I don't think I would be in the position I'm in right now. And it's just really interesting to think about that, about how your life could be completely different if you chose to go one path over another. <laughs> no, man, that's so, so true. And, you know, I, I think that's such a, just a great parable for life in itself. I mean, we all have, you know, different challenges, different roads, different directions we can take. And sometimes we go down a little ways on one path and then we turn around and go back and say, Hey, that's not the way that we want to go. And our lives could be so much different, but I feel like that there's a reason for everything and we're directed in a certain path for a reason. Mm -hmm. I agree. 
So, dude, I love that you talk about family being one of the most important things. And I think that's one of my most, you know, important things in doing what I do. It's, it really is because of my family, right? We've got uh, one son right now, his name's Max and he's, God, he's almost 16 months. He's growing like a little weed and he just grows up so fast and it's crazy to, you know, be a part of their lives. And, you know, his parents were like, well, how do we, you know, really help them develop and teach them? And dude, I mean, I feel like running is such an amazing thing as a family. I don't know. Do you get out and run with your family too? Like, do they, are they into the whole running thing or is that just sort of your outlet and what you do? Um, it's definitely more of an outlet for me. Um, my wife loves to run. She in high school did sprints. Uh, she was on the track team. So she likes the shorter stuff. Um, but you know, with these ultra races, um, there's something that you call your crew and they go to a lot of the events and they're there to cheer you on, to help you and make sure you're getting through it. So, you know, almost all of the races I've done, my wife, Sarah has been there. So the environment, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to go spectate an ultra. It can I be, I'm going to, okay. <laughs> I would say it, it could be boring um, for some people because it's, you know, hours of running and you don't see racers until two hours, like, you know, every aid station is every two hours apart. So you don't see people that often. Um, but the atmosphere of the volunteers that are there, and seeing the atmosphere of the runners who encourage each other, like, while it is a competitive sport, it's probably one of the most, um, like, you care about all the participants just as equally as you. Um, so you help each other, like, you know, if I pass somebody and they're out of water, I'll gladly give them some of my water. Like, while you're still wanting to perform well, you also want to help other people perform well. So just my wife and being to all of the races that I run, she's she's getting into it a little bit. She's starting to run more, and she said it's her goal to do an ultra this year. So um, I would say we run together once a week right now, and it's a lot of fun. And our son, he loves sitting in the stroller, and he, he loves being outside. It's crazy. I, I, I'm excited for him. <laughs> that's so cool, man. I love that. And just being able to have that family time and activity together, you know, I think that's so important. Especially yeah. in a world today where there's so much technology and so many distractions, like just being outside and spending time together. I mean, that's priceless for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it, go ahead. No, go, no, you go. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say we, you know, we both talked to each other before he came into our lives and we agreed that, you know, while, you know, at the end of a work day, it is nice to come home and watch TV, but. <laughs> We, we agreed that we want him to enjoy the outdoors as much as we do. And I mean, one of, one of the race series that I did, my wife lived in a car for three days, three times within two months. She lived in the car for three days. Our son was five months old and he lived in the car with her. And so, I mean, one could argue that he was too young to remember that and you know, I, I could agree, but I also feel that him being a part of that, it was instilled to him at a pretty early age to enjoy roughing it and being outside. Oh man. No, I, I would totally agree with that because even if it, you know, he's too young, so to speak, I mean, that, that's something that is just a part of your life and it's something that will develop naturally as just your standard. Right. Yeah. I love that. So for us novices of running, what is the definition of an ultra runner? 
<laughs> so, you know, there's the standard marathon, 26.2 mar- miles, and an ultra marathon is theoretically any distance more than that. So you could say 26.3 miles is an ultra marathon, but there are standard distances um, that people work up to, just like, you know, there's 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon in the ultra world. There's a 50K, which is 32 miles. Um, there's 50 milers, there's 100K, which is 64 miles. Um, and for most years, um, the 100 mile distance was like the dis- like the 100 mile distance was the marathon of ultra marathoning. Like you worked up to it and like, you know, you want to do a 100 mile at some point in your running career. But within the past three or four years, um, they've been gaining popularity strangely very fast. The 200 mile distances have been creeping in. So, what yeah (laughs) there's i mean there's there's hundreds of hundred milers but here in the u.s there's four maybe five 200 milers so they're not too popular yet but they're gaining popularity pretty quick and which ones do you mainly compete in so i found that the longer the distance the better i do um you know i might not have speed in my legs but i can go out there and maintain a pretty good pace for a long time um, so I've done fairly well at the fairly well at the hundred mile distance, um, and I jumped right into the two hundred milers two years ago, and I I feel like a hundred to two hundred miles is my niche. Like I, I can just suffer for a long time. <laughs> Dude, holy crap, that's insane! <laughs> How on earth did you work up to the ability to do a hundred and two mi- two hundred mile races? Like, how is that even possible? I mean, it's a lot of dedication, a lot of training. Like, you know, I'm up at 5.30 almost every morning running for a few, like, you know, I I run by time because I'm out in the mountains. So, you know, I might do seven miles one morning, but climbed a lot. So I'm out every morning running for a couple hours. But I mean, you'd be surprised, maybe you wouldn't be surprised, but most of ultra marathoning is a lot more mental than physical. Um, it sounds funny to say, but if you can go out there and run 32 miles, you can run 200 miles. It's, it just gets to a point where it's a lot more mental than it is physical. Um, can't remember the book that I read, but there's a book where it's talking about a study. Um, and they had a group of people who like, you know, I know this isn't being video recorded, but they were bending their finger up and down as fast as they could for as long as they could. And there was a point where all of them stopped doing it. Um, and these people conducting the study hooked some electrodes up to their fingers to stimulate it. And so their fingers started going again. But then at some point, even with the electrodes, the fingers stopped moving. And so they used that to say that when they all stopped the first time, they thought their muscles couldn't go further. But obviously, with the help of the electrodes, it could. It was just mental and so they correlated that to ultra marathoning and running that when you think you can't go much further, it's because mentally you kind of gave up. And if you have a pep talk, you can usually get through that and keep going. Wow. So dude, that just, this, this mental game, I mean, that totally makes sense because like our bodies are, they're machines, right? And so if you can figure out how to mind over matter, then you really have the ability to accomplish and do anything. But what yeah. were some of the, the proactive steps that you had to take 
to really build up that mental tolerance? Like, how did you get there? Um, I mean, I think for me, it's been a lot of events in my life that's built up to where I'm at right now. Um, because I've been pretty accident prone for a lot of my life. So I've, I don't know, you probably were out of Toronto before you, some of the weird stuff happened to me when I was there. <laughs> Dude, I had my own fair share of weird stuff out there. So don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, when I got back from Toronto, I, um, less than a year after being home, I don't know if you knew this, but I broke my back skiing. I did. Cause remember I had broken mine right when I got back. Oh, that's right. And then I think I reached out to you right after that, when that happened and we were that's talking right. about or something. Wow. I forgot. It's been so long ago. <laughs> I know. Crazy. So yeah. anyway, broke your back skiing. Tell us a little bit about that accident and you know, how you overcame that. Yeah. So I, I was skiing up here in Logan at uh, Beaver Mountain and it was an icy day and um, I laugh about it now. It was stupid at the time, but there was just some random girl up there that we, me and some friends met and I wanted to show off obviously. <laughs> so I go off of a jump that was too fast, too big for me, but I had confidence at the time. And um, I just like, as soon as I, as soon as I got to the jump, I knew that I was making a mistake. So I like started to lean back out of fear and I just launched off of that jump leaning back oh. and it was pure ice. And I just landed flat on my back and I shattered um, my L1 vertebrae and um, went into surgery the next day. And it was, it was a painful experience. <laughs> yeah, not fun. I wouldn't recommend it. Absolutely. No. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's kind of what started my, that's looking back now, I might not have known it then, but looking back now, that experience, um, I realized that I like overcoming the difficult situations because before that accident, I started running just for fun and it started to get like that addicting feeling that people talk about the runner's high. And so after my surgery, I asked my doctor when I could start running again. And he said, you know, maybe start swimming seven months later and, you know, do some low impact stuff. And then a year after the surgery, think about running based off of how my back's feeling. Um, long story short, you know, it was painful, but like, I, <laughs> I pushed through it and like, um, I ended up doing running a 10 K race six weeks later. <laughs> so, <laughs> I made it a couple of months, <laughs> but yeah, just like, you know, I just looking back, I feel that I, even though I was told not to do it and, you know, I, I'm not an advocate for not listening to your doctor, but I felt like I could do it. And, you know, I felt good being able to prove, you know, everybody wrong. And that's kind of what started me wanting to push my limits. Man, I love that. And I think you're right. I mean, I think sometimes in life, it really does take those shakeup moments and those shakeup experiences to help us just realize how strong we are. And then from there, we can just continue to grow and develop. And it just, it's a game changer. Yeah, definitely. So from that point, I mean, you start running again, you do your, you know, your 10K race and did you jump just full bore back into it or was it time and you just started, you know, going leveling up every you know, few months or what, what did that process look like? Um, so 
so I broke my back in January of 2012. Um, no, sorry, it was February. And then I ran uh, that 10K on April 1st. I remember it was April Fool's Day. Um, April Fool's. And then I started building it because at the time, you know, my doctor told me I'd be bedridden for months. So I dropped out of college for the semester. Um, like three days before I broke my back, I got a new job. And when they heard I'd be out of work for, for months, they let me go. So, you know, at that point, I had nothing to do. So, you know, I'd sleep in, I'd wake up, I'd go for a seven mile run, I'd come home and eat lunch, I'd go to the gym, I'd go for another, like, the only thing I did was work out and run. Um, because I had nothing else to do. All my friends were in college, they had jobs. I I literally had nothing to fill my schedule with besides running. Um, and it was actually a year later that I did my first ultra. So I, I jumped into it pretty quick. Like, you know, the time when I was supposed to start maybe thinking about running again, I was doing ultras. So uh, the recovery from that astounds me. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful that it happened like that. Okay, so this is, I'm, I'm curious to get your take on this. One of my my philosophies or my beliefs is that motivation as a whole doesn't exist, but it's rather the decision that you make is what creates the motivation. Uh, Would you agree with that? And how does that relate to this whole journey that you went through? Oh, a hundred percent. Like when I was living at my, like I had to move home with my parents. I was living in like their bedroom. They moved, there was one bathroom in my parents' house and their bedroom was right next to it. So they moved out of the room for me. I was laying in bed and I mean, I'll admit, I just like, it was less than a year after, you know, doing a mission for the, for my church. And I was pretty upset that I was in that condition and I was very bitter. I was complaining a lot. My motivation was not, um, I didn't have motivation for those first couple of weeks, but I mean, I was out walk cause you know, my doctor said I had like, I was using my grandma's walker. <laughs> I kind of laugh about that too, but you know, I was out, <laughs> I was out on one of my walks with my grandma's walker and you know, there's just, I, I can't remember exactly what I was thinking, but I, I realized that I could either keep sitting in bed and pitying and watching, like I watched every, Harry Potter movie in a couple of days. Like <laughs> I was watching a lot of movies. So I said, I could either keep doing that or I can keep, I started setting goals. Like, you know, my doctor told me to walk a mile a day. Um, and that took like 45 minutes to an hour, but I was like, okay, he told me a mile. I'm going to try for two miles today. So I tried for two miles and then, you know, I tried to do my mile a little bit faster. So I started setting goals to like work through the walking phase and as soon as I realized that I was walking normal again, that's when I started to like toy with the idea of, you know, well, maybe I could, you know, run from this telephone pole to this telephone pole, then walk for a couple, then run for the next, like, you know, so I just started thinking, I started trying to wonder and, you know, instead of pitying and complaining about my life, I just started making decisions and those just kept building up to other decisions. I love that, man. I, I remember having a very specific, similar situation where I had that decision of, okay, I can live in blame and defeat for the rest of my life, or I can take this as an opportunity, take it as a second chance and go out and make something of it. Right. And it was, you know, when I made that decision, it was just like, okay, there's no looking back. Like I'm on a forward progression track here. 
and nothing's going to stop me. Nobody's getting in my way. Like I know where I'm going and I'm going to go the distance, whether, you know, obstacles come or not. And I think the other thing that it did for me too, I don't know about you, but for me, it just made me realize that there is no situation that I cannot overcome as hard as it may be. There's a hope and a light at the end of the tunnel that Mm -hmm. if I just keep pushing, it'll all work out. It'll all be okay. And I'll figure out a solution at the end of the day. Definitely. This series has been such a fun interview. I can't wait for tomorrow to be able to jump into part two of this episode. Mike McKnight really is an absolute fascinating human being. Uh, What he's doing with ultra running and even in his uh, personal life and work, it's absolutely amazing to take many of these skill sets and apply them to our day-to-day life and activity. If you'd like to tune in to tomorrow's episode, you will be able to hear the next section of uh, this interview. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to infuse hope to those in need by teaching correct principles that lead to result-driven action. Also, check out selfreliantwealth.com to learn more about what we do and who we are. Also, please uh, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It really does mean more than you know. And go out and share it. I mean, share it on your social outlets. Share it with people that you know. Uh, There's so many golden nuggets in these interviews, and I really firmly believe that uh, we can all take something valuable away to apply to make our lives even better. So with that, make sure to have an amazing day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Are you ready to learn how you can take your life and your business to the next level? Learn how you can create side income and have different assets pay for your life and your lifestyle? Tune in next week to the Wealth Reliance Podcast. This is Dave Deal signing out. Thank you so much and have a great week.